Welcome to building a hundred million pound business in public. Four years ago, I was having lunch with my friend Logan when we half joked about racing to a hundred million. And it's always stayed in my head. What does it take to build a hundred million pound business? On this podcast, I ask my network and speak to VCs, founders, DNI specialists, marketeers, and more to share their top tips. Some have made it, some are on the way, and all have a story to tell. My guest today is the co-founder and CEO of X11 Group in Mexico. They're a software development, AI, and business consulting firm with a real focus on people. Uh, he personally is involved with five businesses, is a regular conference speaker, and also a concert performer. So I'm delighted to welcome Pablo Ruiz. Welcome, Pablo. Thank you. Thank you very much, James. It's a true pleasure to be here. Well, I suppose the first question I have for you, Pablo, is how do you find the time for all the stuff that you're, you're doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm known uh, as a polymath. Um, I am what is known as a polymath, basically a person who does many, many things uh, at the same time. There's been many famous polymaths in history. Uh, Peter the Great was one of them. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci, the uh, actress Hedy Lamar was also a polymath. Uh, basically people who do yeah many things at once and who are knowledgeable in, in many fields. I've always been fortunate to, uh, you know, to be able to learn um, a lot of things and uh, develop myself in all these different fields. And it's not such a matter of time, but rather on how you uh, see that, you know, things overlap. Uh, one thing will teach you another thing. So being a musician, for example, has taught me discipline. So being able to, you know, uh, study something for six months just to have 20 minutes of people's attention at some point in time. And I do not think, and I know this might not be a, very, a not very popular view in the business world, but uh, because many people tell you just focus on one thing right but uh from a polymath perspective when you like doing all this stuff uh all these many things it, it's part of you it's part of who you are you know doing all these things is part of who you are so the path is not to choose one of them but rather to choose yourself and say okay this is who i am and how can i bring the best of myself into the business field into the business scenario so um that's kind mm -hmm. of how uh, my life works in doing all these many things I really like that. Sentence. So how do you bring the best of yourself into business? Yeah, I think that, um, first of all, you got to be passionate, you know, about what you're doing. And you also have to have the right balance between that passion and that feeling that you have with, uh, obviously, the intellectual side of things, right? So you need to be able to say, this is what my heart is telling me to do, but at the same time, this is how my brain is telling me how to do it. You know, so you should have both. This is what my heart is telling me to do, and my brain is telling me how to do this, so I will bring that into the business, into the business field. And I think another important part of it is you should not, try to hide things, you know, from other people in terms of uh, hiding hiding who you are or hiding what you love doing. Uh, so there's no problem with you saying, you know, I'm also a musician, I also love doing this, or my music uh, career has also taught me this, or when I'm giving conferences or when I'm doing all this stuff, has also taught me how to, how to do this from a business perspective. I can tell you that from a very young age, for example, I was performing at concerts, I was five years 
rehearsals and then six and I was performing at different concerts. So I do not have stage fright, you know, at all. So I love being in front of people. I love talking to people. I love communicating people and transmitting them my ideas and my feelings. And that is very, very important in business, right? Whenever you're telling people this is this is really good, this is a great thing for your business, this is a great piece of tech, or this is something that can really elevate your business to a different level. Uh, being able to transmit those feelings, being able to talk to them openly and um, and enjoy that. I think enjoying that process is so important. It's something that, you know, that's how you bring the best of who you are. You have to know yourself, which is uh, a, a, a difficult task for everyone, of course. You know, getting mm. to know oneself is a tough thing. But once you do, you should just put all of that together and say, this is who I am and this is the way I do business. And you have to follow your own way, you know, like this is the way I like doing things. And of course, you have to be open and listen to other people uh, and to other people's ideas. But you have to be true to yourself and stay true to yourself because otherwise the journey is just not worth it. Mm. Something I've talked a lot about is this, this sort of integrating your business and your personal side. Like I think there's this narrative of kind of professional, your professional self and your and your sort of private self yeah but I, but i think what, what you're saying is bring your personal self into your professional self and that and that's when it becomes really powerful yeah completely that is that is what you should do bring your personal self every time to your professional self to uh side because it's it's one and the same you know like you cannot really split yourself in two you might try but at some point your personal side is going to want to come out or your professional side is want to you know want to come out and uh you have to you have to bring them both because it is who you are there's no point in denying who you are and there's no point in denying what you love doing and i think bringing both sides is what actually makes someone very very powerful uh in in what they're doing you know and it's not me saying I'm just quoting what other more uh, important and more uh, intelligent people in history have said. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's part of the key. Because that feels like that carries through into actually what your your business does as well. If, if that's right, it's kind of that that integration of kind of tech, business, and people. It's kind of it's bring bring it all into into one. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, James. Um, I think that, uh, you know, one of the things that differentiates us uh, from other businesses is the ability to bring first tech and business together because uh, many, many development firms will not have the business perspective that we do. So they will just develop the software, say this is a working software, this works and uh, that's it and it looks nice for the users and all that. Uh, but uh, from our point of view, tech is what connects A to B. So you're a company in point A, you want to move to point B. How can we build a tech uh, bridge that kind of allows you to be there? And that takes a lot more than just building a piece of software. That takes analyzing processes inside businesses. That takes analyzing the business strategy. It involves analyzing the different um automation uh, things that they've already implemented in the past. And most importantly, what's the business culture? What's the organizational culture that the business has? You cannot try to, uh, for a business that lives on making handmade things, for example, you cannot automate certain tasks that are done by people because it's part of what the business is. You know, that's part of the essence of that business. 
And in every single business, you'll find every single company, you'll find people who are doing um, certain tasks that if you just take them away from those tasks, the business will lose something. Perhaps at some point you might say we'll be faster to to do this or we'll be uh, more efficient at some point. But if you lose who you are, eventually you're not going to be able to to continue with that uh, business and with that vision. And and that brings me to a very important point for me. To me, a business is far more than just a source of revenue. It's a vision of the world, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you cannot sacrifice the vision that you have, uh, in the name of efficiency or in the name of something else, or in the name of technology. So what we do with our clients is we try to elevate the businesses from all perspectives, from the uh, business perspective itself, from the tech perspective, and always having um, the people at the, at the core of it, you know, like uh, who's going to be using the system? Why are they going to be using it? Why, what good is this going to bring to you, to your clients, uh, to the society, to society in general, of course. And um, that that's something that by integrating those three, by performing a consulting phase, and business and tech consulting phase before developing that piece of software, uh, it has proven immensely popular with clients and it has proven to be the right path and just doing that right thing uh you know even when it would be very easy for us to say well let's just do what the client is telling us and let's receive the money and if it works it's a client's problem and if it doesn't it's a client's problem we don't do that all right we say okay this is the right thing to do the right thing to do is to tell you if this is really what you need or if you need something else and based on that is that we develop our processes. That's how our people work. And, uh, and, and, and that's what has, uh, you know, kind of set us apart from all the other uh, consulting and, 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 de- and tech development firms. It's that we are able to integrate those three things, people, tech and business to truly elevate uh, our clients. Mm. And do you find that there's, I mean, I know you work with lots of clients internationally. Do you think the people element needs to be delivered differently in different countries and in different regions? Um, Well, that's a very interesting question. And what I would tell you is, Yes, but not the essence of it. People are people everywhere. You know, people in India, people in the UK, people in Nigeria, people here in Mexico, people in Canada. People are just people everywhere, wherever you go, all right? People kind of like the same things. They like to eat. They like to uh, spend time with their families. They like to have more free time. They like the same things. Of course, culturally speaking, there are certain differences that you do have to acknowledge. So some countries are more used to uh, having uh, you know, a more hierarchical structure within the organization, while others are more like open, and you can talk to the CEO at any point in time. And they, you know, so you do have to acknowledge those differences. But I feel that's going to lead pretty quite nicely into your top top tip, your hundred million tip. So, if, <laughs> if, if, if <laughs> what what is what is your uh, sort of hundred million tip of something to do or not to do? Um, you just have to fight for the right thing. In short, that is my hundred million tip because. You know, building a hundred million dollar business, a uh, hundred million pound business, there are many ways of doing it, you know, <laughs> and 
Not all of them are worth it. Um, I think that uh, you have to do it in such a way that the journey was worth it for you, but also that it was worth it for everyone else that was going in that journey with you. And that mm. everyone else is not just the people working with you. It's also your clients and it's also society, right? So there are businesses... Uh, which uh, perhaps it's easier to make a hundred million dollars in that business. But if you're not truly making something good for people, if you are not truly helping others, then what's the point of doing it at all? Right. So, Mm -hmm. and and that's a very common misconception in today's world that thinking that someone managed to create a hundred million pound business means that they've taken the right decisions. I'm sorry, but the right decisions for who, right? So you have to be aware of it. I mean, being successful, it, it's a very, from a, from an engineering perspective, which I am an engineer, is A might imply B, but B, that doesn't mean that B implies A, right? So what I'm saying is, if you do the right thing, you'll find so many people out there that also want to do the right thing and that will support what you're doing and that will want to buy from you simply because you are doing the right thing and that will take you to build a hundred million pound business. But building a hundred million pound business does not mean that you did it uh you know by doing the right thing or doing the right methods and and you should be very aware everyone should be very aware of who they're listening to i think in that respect right because you can listen to many people who have grown a hundred million pound businesses or even larger businesses and follow their advice and it's of course important but uh business is some sort of like applied philosophy right um, so in that sense, is the philosophy of the person who built that business compatible with your own? Um, mm. Because if it isn't, A, you're probably going to fail because it's very complicated to take someone else's philosophy and just put it in your own business. That just doesn't happen. And, and B, you should ask yourself if it's really worth it. You know, uh, what, what is your, your ultimate goal? Is your goal to build a hundred million pound business or is your goal to build a a great, successful business from an ethical perspective. And as a result of that, you'll get a hundred million pounds. You know, I think that's a more noble goal. And it's certainly the one we pursue at Excel Leather Group every day. Mm. Certainly, if you you look back, that feels like there's a narrative of it's one or the other. It's kind of like you go for success or you treat people right, like kind of along the way. And I think what what you're saying is there's a, it's possible to do both. Yeah. It's almost imperative to do both. It's it's on us as an imperative to do both. I think so. I think it is imperative to do both. I think that a huge misconception is that if you want to go into business, you should have like a colder heart or that you should be, you know, like a shark or something, you know, just uh, <laughs> eating people around you. And and that's just not the case, you know. And I, and I, I mean, I can tell you, again, this integrating all things from a musical perspective, the core of it is connecting with people and making other people feel good and making other people feel the, thing, the same things that you're trying to tell them. So from that perspective, uh, for me, it is indeed imperative to do both. Uh, you know, you have to be good to people and, and you have to make sure that your business is doing good to people as well. Uh, not just in the output that you're getting, because the output might be a great one in, I don't know, trying to help the planet or something, but which is of course great. But if in the way you're treating your people, you know, your own people in your company or other people, you're not treating them, you know, as, as they should be treated, then I'm sorry, but you are not doing something good. You're just pretending to be doing something good. Um, 
But it always starts with that human decency that we were talking about, and you know how how you can make sure that other businesses are um, elevated in terms of what they really stand for. Um, and that's why I said that a business is a vision of the world. And I think that you should not sacrifice your vision, and you should definitely not, uh, you know, put your vision. Um, in, in jeopardy whenever you're doing things. So in our case, a vision is to be able to build that world where we can prove to everyone that technology and business can be put together and that it is imperative to make good, you know, with that tech and with that business and throughout the process of building, you know, whatever we are creating and that such a thing works. And and believe me, it does. It's It's also financially sustainable. I understand, of course, as a business person, that things need to be financially sustainable. Otherwise, they're not businesses. And what I'm telling you is you can do both things. Actually, if you do both things, you're going to feel so much better with yourself. And your business is going to be there for a very, very long time. Because people fall in love with, yeah, they fall in love with products, but they fall in love with with the vision of a business. They fall in love with a brand. They fall in love with what you actually stand for. And I think we're seeing that more and more every day, particularly in the coming generations, you know, that uh, my generation and the ones that are coming, uh, that they, they place a lot, of, a lot of importance into that, you know, a lot of importance into those values, what the business stands for. And visions uh, and, and doing the right thing and being ethical is something that doesn't change, you know, that's something that has stayed the same throughout history. Of course, the ethical frameworks have changed, you know, but doing the right thing is something that people have always said, well, you know, that's the right thing to do. So, you know, I, I, I support you. I, I want to do what you're doing, too. And, and uh, that's, that's, uh, that's my tip for sure. Um, and uh, of course, together with that, you do have to be patient. Uh, that's a very, very important thing. You know, if you want to build a vision that lasts, if you want to build a vision that is able to uh, be there for a very, very long time, you have to have the patience to do it. And you have to be patient to build things. You have to know that things won't happen overnight. And you have to know that if you are uh, trying to do that right thing, some people along the way also might tell you, I can make you rich faster, which, you know, has happened um, to, to us that people have told us that. Um, but as I said, do not put your vision in, in jeopardy. All right. So mm. be patient in that sense uh, to build what you truly want to build. And you'll surely end up with a hundred million pound business and probably even a larger one. What I've really liked about what you talked about there is you, I mean, you, you haven't taken fundraising and yet you've, you've expanded internationally, you've won awards for your business, you, you are showing a, a different way. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that is something that we're very proud of, you know, um, being uh, born as a business that indeed had never, has never received any sort of investment. We've never done any fundraising, not even from our parents. Uh, we literally knocked on doors. I remember the first days when my business partner and I were knocking on doors just until someone opened the door for us and actually hired uh, our company to do something, which our company was just basically a piece of paper saying that we had a company because <laughs> there was nothing else behind. Um, they hired us to do something. And from then on, we started 
started growing. And we've realized that it is possible to do it in that way. You know, as long as if you are tenacious, if you are patient, um, and if you are fighting constantly for what's right. Uh, you'll find so many people out there in all these countries, in all different countries that also want to do the right thing and people who share what you want, people who share your values, people who will trust you simply because of what your business stands for, people who will trust you because of the way in which you've, you've done things. And uh, of course, it's you have to do that strategically speaking by saying, well, where should I go? go next, you know, like this international expansion that we have. Uh, well, of course, at some point when you don't have clients or something, you have to say, well, I'll go where they call me, right? <laughs> uh, if they call me from this country, I'll go do business in that country. But at some point, whenever you have a, some more resources, you have to start thinking, uh, where do I want to go and why, you know? And what I would tell you in that respect is, uh, in our case, uh, our international expansion, most business, most businesses in Latin America focus on Latin America. We don't. We have clients in other countries in Latin America. We have clients in Argentina. We have clients in Chile. But we normally focus on, on uh, other countries uh, simply because... The, and, and this is something that many people are born with and they don't know until someone actually tells them. But people who have been born into uh, the United States or English-speaking countries or some European countries, there are very few countries in the world that have the capacity to export their ideas, you know, the capacity to export their own models. What I'm saying is, if you succeed in the US or if you succeed in the UK, if you succeed in other parts of Europe, it is possible that many businesses across the world will start adapting your model and will take your model as a guideline. Whereas if you expand yourself to Latin America or you expand yourself to other countries, you might expand yourself regionally, but it's going to be a lot tougher to, to, to establish that vision in the rest of the world. Because information normally flows in that way, you know, from these countries to the other countries and not the other way around. So our purpose when expanding to uh, our clients in the United States with our clients in Europe and uh, in all these countries is to be able to... Uh, have that vision of ours be implemented in these places in, you know, hoping that at some point that vision will be adopted by those countries and therefore it will be adopted by many other countries across the world. Um, so yes, you, you do have to expand uh, strategically, um, but always with that idea of sharing and spreading your vision with as many people as possible. I think that if you have something good to share to the world, you don't only have the um, right to do it, but you also have the obligation to do so. And uh, you know, knowing strategy and knowing how to do it strategically speaking, it's also it's also very important. That has to do with what I said at the beginning. You have to put your heart into it, but your brain will tell you how. You should also listen to your mm. brain. You know, into how how can I do this in the best possible way? Mm. So you're, you're so again. So your your heart will tell you what to do, and your brain will tell you how. I think so. Yeah, because <laughs> you know. Um, your heart will tell you this was this is the vision that I see. You know this is this is how I want to feel. This is what I want to do with with uh, with my life, and this is what I want the business to look like. 
but your brain will kind of put the steps, you know, into how to do that. And part of integrating tech business and everything else and part of integrating your personal side, as I was saying at the beginning, and as you were saying too, has to do with that, you know, in music, your heart will tell you how you want the piece to sound, how you will want the song to sound, you know, uh, whatever you're composing, I compose, so when, what you're, when I'm composing, it will, my heart will tell me, this is what I want people to feel. But it's going to be the brain that tells you this is how you have to study it. This is how you have mm. to break it, you know, through. And this is how you have to organize the different steps uh, to achieve that goal. So it's kind of the same in business, right? Like your heart will tell you, do the right thing. I want people to, to fall in love with the business. I want people to say, this is something, this is a story I want to be a part of. Um, I, I do this because I think we should, we should uh, you know, be just in the world and because I, I i think that this fascinating thing about meeting other people that that's your heart speaking to you and of course your brain will help you in 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 saying well you should do this strategically you should go to this country so you should try to do it this uh, be this conference so you should try to be here and this is kind of like the, the internal processes that you should do you should do within your own business to be able to achieve that goal so it, it's kind of uh i think how how it's kind of how we integrate things here and how we try to do it. Well, Pau, that has been a fascinating chat around. <laughs> I think I think what I've really taken from today is this the importance of emotion, like imagining how you want people to feel. It's not it's not just the hard kind of strategic stuff. It's like what do you want your customers to feel? What do you want your internal people to feel? What's the impact you wanna wanna have on the world? And just just stay true to that. Thanks for listening today, and hopefully you've taken away one thing to think about or try. Let me know in the comments if there's something you'd like us to explore in future episodes, or just reach out on LinkedIn or podcast at district4.io. Let's keep learning and building great companies together.